to Nonsense Unveiled. My name is Jasmine. I'm Justin. And Tommy is not here. <laughs> he has other priorities, I guess. What are we talking about? How did you say it? The Nahani, what was it? Nahani Reserve Park or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I guess it's, well for us it would be classified as a national park, but it's Canadian. It's a reserve. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember how you said it. I don't know. I can't remember how I said it either. Uh, other known, uh, other known, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise known, as the Valley of the Headless Corpses. Dead Man Valley, Headless Range, Funeral Range, Headless Range, Headless Valley. <laughs> it's got a lot of names. <laughs> Mostly headless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, what happened for it to be headless? Well, we found three accounts on, three total accounts of headless corpses being found. Yeah. We got the brothers in 1908. They went out the, the they went out to find their gold mine and never weren't seen for what a year. And then they finally found their bodies washed up on the river. Their heads were missing, nowhere to be found. Most of these, all of these cases, their heads are never found, so. Well, and you got, was it 19, 1917, another, the cabin burned down. They found the skeleton of the man, but no skull. Yeah. And they found the, what, the fourth man in a sleeping bag. With his head gone, yeah. yep. Uh, there was the account of the guy, looked like he just froze to death. Yeah, flash frozen. Yeah, matches in his hand. Looked like a fire under his feet, or at his feet. This place is pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course you got UFO sightings and your light sighting and your UFO secret bases. Sasquatch and... and those are the basic ones anyway. But then mm. there's there's the legends like the Wahila and the Nukluk. <laughs> <laughs> And the bear dog. Don't forget the bear dog. Ah, uh, yes, the bear dog. But um, the crazy thing about these things is, um, for those of you who don't know, the Nukluk isn't a Sasquatch. It's more like a Neanderthal. It's like it's, it's more human-like than animal-like, I guess you could say. And it's been seen several times. And they think it's part of the cause where these people go missing. Um, uh, same though with the uh, Wahila. It's basically like this big wolf-like creature. With supernatural powers. With supernatural powers. Um, they think there's, this place is huge. The, the, um, the Nahani Reserve, or whatever you want to, the Nahani Valley. It's huge. I mean, most of it's or hasn't been explored. They don't know what's in it. Um, there is several, like, tribes that live around it, but all of them refuse to go in it. Um, outsiders afraid, afraid, yeah, afraid to go in it. Outsiders think it was like grizzly attacks, you know, stuff like that. But they truly believe that it was supernatural. Now, this place used to have um, uh, people call they call them the Naha tribe. They actually lived more down in the valley, and according to the um. 
Dean, the D-E-N-E, I don't exactly know if I'm saying that correctly, but according to them, the Naha tribe, anybody who would settle down in the valley or make camps, the Naha tribe would go down and wipe them out and kill them, basically. So, they think a lot of these headless corpses, there's 44 counts of people going missing in general in this place, but the headless, there's only been like three counts of headless people. But the, um, the outside tribes truly believed that it is the Naha going in and, like, the rent, the ghosts basically going in and continuing to wipe all these people out. They think it's a huge, like, gold mine, basically, a big gold reserve. And, um, that's what most of the people were doing down there is trying to find. Because yeah, it's during the gold, the whole gold rush thing and the Yukon and stuff. Um, well, the Naha warriors, they wore the masks, and they, their weapons were supposed to be supernatural, have powers. Vicious, what is it, fiercely powerful weapons. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, like you said, there was the, the McLeod brothers. They were there for mining. They were actually a couple of the, not the first there, but... They were brothers there. They had this whole settlement, and they had their camp and everything, and then they just, like you said. They're the earliest accounts that I can find on the headless thing. Uh, there was Martin Jurgensen. He was a prospector, originally from Switzerland. He was found headless in 1917. By that time, it had already became known as the Headless Valley. Um, Solved them two guys. Yeah, I guess. That's just what it says, anyway. Um, and then in 1945, there was the miner from Ontario was found sleeping in his sleeping bag. His head was missing. And then there was the guy... It doesn't say when, but... um, It does not involve decapitation... The body of the prospector was found sitting as camp frozen solid. Yeah, clutching matches. I don't know why, but they emphasized clutching his matches. So they they did end up they investigated these deaths, and a lot of people thought there was um, the mad trapper, which come to find out was a real person. Um, the they, mad trapper. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they called him as the mad trapper because. The reason why they found him is, like, people outside of the valley set up, like, animal traps and everything, and when they would go back with their traps, they would find them set off hanging up in trees. So the, um, the police in Canada, well, the Mounties, whatever you want to call them, it was RCMP. Is that what it is? RCMP? Sure. Sure. They eventually <laughs> went looking for somebody, and they found this guy, never found out his name, they, they sh the guy shot at them. He had this, like, little camp and cabin and everything. And I don't know if this was, like, directly in the valley or, like, right outside of the valley where he was living, but he had his own little camp. And they think, well, they, they wanted to search his house, but he, like, completely did not acknowledge them. And he tried to look in his cabin, and he just, like put up brown sacks all over the windows. So then, of course, they went back, got a proper search warrant, and then when they went back, he started shooting at them, so they retreated again. 
came back with more people, ended up going on a 150-mile-long foot chase with this guy that lasted three months until they finally cornered him and caught him and killed him. Well, come to find out, after he died, they found in his possession, like on him, a bunch of gold teeth that had they had actually traced back to a lot of miners and prospectors that had been found dead in the valley. So... It's, it's one of the theories was that he was the one going in and killing people. I don't know. Then, say you had any, like, big machetes or anything like that that cut their heads off and stuff, or...? He had... He carried around a, like... I don't know. I don't know what you call it. Um, like a stone weapon is what he had. A stone weapon? A stone weapon. How did they say? And he, well, he had the gun on him, too, but... Yeah, but they, the guys were missing their heads. Did he cut them off with stones? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They were pretty sharp rock. Yeah, so I don't. I personally don't think it was him. I think he was just a nuisance. Who happened to find the dead bodies first and take their gold teeth? Because it was gold, why not? <laughs> That's what people <laughs> were after, was the gold, so... Oh, yeah. He finds dead people with gold teeth. Of course you're going to take their teeth. <laughs> <laughs> There's gold in them there, teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So they they never even found his name or anything. I can't remember what they... So what they do? Just shot him and left him? Shot him and leave him for the wolves? No, I think they took his body back and everything. And then they searched his cabin. But, like, they didn't find anything out of the ordinary... Besides the gold teeth. <laughs> no heads or anything. So he got the nickname Mad Trapper for moving people's traps? Yeah. Yeah, he would set them off and like hang them up in the trees. So then people started calling him Mad Trapper. So then they actually had to search for him because they didn't know where his cabin was or anything. But finally they found it. And he just lived in like a little man-made cabin. So he's like an animal activist or something went out and set off traps you're not getting these animals i guess i don't know <laughs> i have no idea so this place is mysterious yeah <laughs> i don't know there's a bunch of nonsense if you <laughs> nonsense hey we're unveiling it yeah <laughs> hopefully actually there is a guy right now uh, he's been researching it for the last 15 years. I've been trying to find, figure out, and or solve the mysteries of all these headless people and how the Naha tribe disappeared. Because they just vanished one day. And, um... Actually, he, he's working on a documentary about it, I read. And in the summer of 2019... He is actually going in to the valley to try to figure stuff out, so... Does he need volunteers? I'll go. I don't know. He has a whole team, I guess, I was reading, and I get, good luck to him. Hope he makes it out alive and we get to see this documentary, but I guess he's going to do some actual filming in the valley. So that'll be cool. I'll definitely be looking out for that. So you're... What was it? Nuck, nuck look? Yes, the nuck look. So... If people's listened to our previous episodes, I believe they classify that as a type three because you say he's a Neanderthal. 
Neanderthal? Yeah, he's more of a he's more humanoid than like um cryptid basically. He's like he's basically a, a Neanderthal, like a caveman who's just never evolved. Like he's very hairy he has a very hairy chest and back, long beard, long hair, but like his arms and legs aren't as hairy as like a Sasquatch and his his features are more man like. And he carries around, um, oh, what does it say? A club? Yeah, they called it a crude stone club. Classic, like, caveman. Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, so that's what, um, that's one of the things I think he is. I say, um, way too much. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just clip that together for the season finale. Um, 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 um. <laughs> um. Nucklock actually translate into man of the bush. Uh, the Inuit, the Dogrib, and the Dean, and all the other Arctic tribes, f- like, greatly feared him. They think at one time they roamed the whole Arctic Circle. Um, but they retreated to the security of the Nahani Valley because but nobody's ever been there. Nobody's explored there. Nobody knows what's there. Uh, same, the as they think the same thing of the the Wahila. They think there's so many. These tribes think they're real, but of course we don't know that because everybody's too terrified to go into the valley. Not only that, it's you can only get there by air and the river. And, I don't know. I guess nobody's up for the adventure. So the Wahila, the Wahilas, and the Bear Dog, they were actually creatures. 10,000 years ago and they claim they went to, they died out and went extinct but there's I guess they found rough evidence that they could still be in the valley yeah and I've read somewhere I believe it was 90% unexplored yet so we don't know what's in there if you if you've listened to our previous episodes I I don't know if it made it to air or not I believe it did but I went through the four four types of Bigfoot. Your type one, obviously, your Sasquatch. Type two is the more ape type. The was the the one in the California there, the ape. Yeah, I can't remember that. I can't remember either. It was like a a baboon, a baboon, pretty much. Yeah. And you got your type three, your Neanderthal type, and my favorite, the type four. I I want to say I read a story where he was up in this area too, the Guguai. I love the Guguay. He's he's supposed to be the, like the most aggressive one. He's like a mad, He's like a Bigfoot on steroids. <laughs> he's, he goes through roid rage and he just annihilates everything. So I want to say I read him up in that area too. Um. So back to the Wahila really quick. They think. And it, people, well, most people think like it went into extin- extinction, and then there's the outside tribes that think they're still living down there. And a couple of their explanations, I guess, or their superstitions, were that for one, the Wahila have been seen by non-natives who have been who have no knowledge of the legends, and two, they are very likely based on an actual animal believed to have gone extinct. It's very possible that there's... Do I think it has supernatural powers? Probably not. Well, to find, like, supernatural powers, is that powers beyond our realm of 
belief, or is he raising stuff with his mind? It's. I don't. Yeah, that's. I see. I don't think so. I think he's probably just a big wolf, or something. You know. But there are actually. Like I said before, there are actual evidence of the bear dog existing, which is a hybrid, obviously, of a bear and a dog. That's what they call it, a bear dog. There's actually, they found fossils of this thing. And they found the uh, Wahilas. Yeah. They actually Yeah, there's, there's real evidence of these things. It's just, you know, what are they now? It's, are they there? It's, did they seek refuge there after... So many years, I don't know. Like, we don't know what's actually in most of our national parks because we can't cover them all. Yeah. And this thing is like three times the size of most of our parks around here, so. They, um, a lot of the outside tribes think of the Nahani Valley as kind of a lost world kind of thing. That'd be pretty cool. Walk in there, find dinosaurs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically a haven uh, for survivors. From Maybe that's what Albatwitch went. Maybe. <laughs> Walk into this giant apple pasture and a bunch of a bunch of little alba twitches throwing apples at each other. <laughs> All I see is like you walk into this like giant apple orchard and the sun beams down and like you look across the apple orchard and there's a bunch of like little kid alba twitches tossing apples <laughs> back and forth laughing. <laughs> You got the big foot up on a mountain, just watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One goes right by riding a Wahila. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what's going on in this place. I guess it'd be cool to go to, but. Consider yourself lucky if you make it out alive. Yeah. They said there's people die annually there. Like, when they're hiking and stuff, they go off on their own. Like, you do personal trails to the mountain and stuff like that. They say people die there yearly. It's a pretty... There's actually this giant waterfall that is twice the size of Niagara Falls. And I've seen Niagara Falls, and that sucker's huge. So I can't imagine a waterfall twice its size. People actually regularly go there whitewater rafting. Like, it's a very, very common spot for people at the river, but nobody goes beyond the river. Like, they're terrified to go beyond the river. So if you got a poop, you better hold it. Yeah. <laughs> I understand why. Uh, really quick, Mark McPherson, or McPherson, is the one doing the documentary on it. So, if you want to give him a look. But is that is that what you got for known stuff there? Uh, there was the guy that survived a plane crash. Um, the, this guy, I don't know where he was going, but he, he was, he was flying a very small plane through the valley and it ended up crashing and he survived it. Um, when they found it, he they found they found his diary and he said in there that he had all the provisions he needed to survive. He had tons of food, he had shelter, he had fuel, he had everything he needed to survive until they found him. 
Uh, he ended up surviving 50 to 55 days, and then all of a sudden his diary just stops, and they never found his body. They found the plane, but they never found his body, and he wrote in there that he would sit day after day looking up at the sky, watching search planes, looking for him, but they, never, they were never able to see him. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he tried making a fire or anything like that. I mean, I'm sure he had a fire, but I don't know if he, like... I don't, I don't know, but, um... It, so his body was never recovered. I just looked to see what the location of this place actually was. Yeah. So, you know, it's... The temperatures up there are ridiculously cold. Yeah, screw that. As far as whitewater rafting, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's a big no thanks for me, but I guess it's extremely popular up there. Alright, I'm going to dab into the, I don't know how to say it, the less believable thing. They have a gallery of lost goats. Uh-huh. Or lost sheep. The gallery of lost sheep. 2500 BC, they claim there was a hundred... Sheep found starved to death in an ice cave. <laughs> I don't know how you how you date that in an ice cave, but a hundred sheep starved to death. Were they hiding from something? Uh, I mean, I guess you could. Uh, people find out how old something is in the ground by the, like the layers of rock and stuff like that. It might be the same for ice. I'm not. Yeah, but doesn't ice age it different? There's professionals for that, so <laughs> I don't know. But it's just, I just, I thought that was kind of humorous. The gallery of lost goats in an ice cave. Maybe one of my theories was that the Wahila or the Nukluk, like, brought them there and herded them. Yeah, basically. Yeah, maybe. Well, maybe, and maybe they disappeared from that general area, and the sheep left were left to starve there. Basically, maybe. I'm not sure. Maybe the tribes chased the Wahila or the Nukluk out of the area, and I don't know. It's possible. It's just. I just thought that was kind of humorous. The gallery of lost sheep. It is. People think it's um like a like a veil, too. What'd you say? Oh, the dimension thing. The thin spot. Yeah, the thin <laughs> spot. And, um, like, there's hollowed earth there, but I don't think I believe that too much. Yeah, that's got to be all rumored since it's 90% unexplored. You can say anything's anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I think there's probably pretty good, well, not good explanations for most of this stuff, but, like, I don't know if I'd have the balls to go try to figure that out. If somebody wants to pay me a lot of money, I'd go up there and check it out. Just make sure the money goes to my family if I die. <laughs> Buddy, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If I go up there and I go nose to nose with a gugwai, <laughs> I will live. <laughs> that would be my life. I know. A big ass ape ripping me apart. <laughs> they'll find they'll find your body with like I'll take my iPhone up there just 
Your expression, like, stuck in this excitement. <laughs> oh, I couldn't even imagine. A big ass smile on my face, flash froze. Like, I honestly, I don't think I'd be able to go just because, like, I'm a chicken. Like, I like investigating, I like stuff like that, but like, the entire time I'm scared out of my mind. And I'm pretty sure if I actually seen anything or anything happened, I would just cry on the spot. <laughs> I'm such a chicken. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna lie, if I seen something like that, I'd probably shed a brick. But <laughs> <laughs> I'd, be, I'd probably be smiling the whole time. Yes! Oh, God, my pants! <laughs> it's kind of like. It's kind of like when you laugh and smile, like, nervously and excited at the same time, but, like, you're terrified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That'd still be fun. Yeah, definitely, but, um, it's not for me. What about does it for the how Headless Corpse Valley, unless you got, they found something else? No, basically just, I, what we talked about, I feel like it was a jumbled mess about what we talked about but we got the point across yeah reading the headline it's and reading the first cases there's like i thought there's gonna be a lot more to it yeah but it's still a very mysterious place it is and i think most of it's because it's so unexplored there really could be anything living in that valley there could be heck as far as they know the naha the the naha tribe just picked up and moved to a different area of the valley it's so unexplored, we're never going to know. I mean, there could be still people there, and every single time somebody tries to go explore there and get the gold, they kill them. I mean, we're never going to know. And I think that's one of my favorite parts about it, is the fact that it's so mysterious and we're never going to know. Well, 44 cases up until 1969. I haven't heard of any, like, recent disappearances, but 44 cases is kind of low for a park like that like uh, national parks in america and pennsylvania pennsylvania united states how many cases do we have disappearances in national state parks national parks here a year honestly it's like 44 people a month <laughs> but um i know it's in northern canada so it's cold as everything anything out there it's cold as yeah as but I don't, I guess if you're in Canada, I guess you'd kind of, your body be conditioned a little more for it, but. I think, I think part of the thing that makes it so mysterious and interesting and why people are still stuck to it is because there's actual sightings, uh, the, there's tribes that still, to this day, live in the surrounding, surroundings of the valley, they're, and they're, they're still saying, they're seeing sightings of, like, the Wahila and the Nukluk, and. I guess it's not a whole lot different than the Amazon and stuff like that. It's still so unexplored and all that good stuff, and there's still tribes living in there saying they see stuff. Yeah. So I think as long as there's people there saying there's going to be sightings, I think this place is going to keep being a mystery and interesting to people. And Maybe the scientists will actually go up there and find something. Hopefully. I'll definitely be looking out for his documentary. And like I said, he's he's actually going and filming at the valley in the summer of this year, so 
Who knows what he's going to find out? Who knows if he's going to even make it out? I mean, I hate to say that, but people don't exactly have a good track record going in there. Maybe he'll do it all live so we see it. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Do they get reception out there? <laughs> they got some reception to the moon, so I'm pretty sure they can get it all over the world. <laughs> they just don't want to give it to us. Yeah, probably. Who knows? Well, I have somebody lined up that wants to come on and talk about uh, experiences that he's had and then Tommy has somebody <laughs> and then were you still going to try to get that guy to come on? Yeah, I'll get Johnny Necro to come on. He's a he's our local comic, musician. That guy's lived the life. I guess he's running pretty good with the, the comics. I don't know. So hopefully soon we can get couple of these people on to hear their experiences. I mean, I've talked about mine, you've talked about yours, Tommy's talked about his. Um, I like hearing, like, personal experiences. As much as I like going online and looking up stuff like this, um, I think I'd rather hear personal experiences. There's nothing better than first-hand, like, actual accounts. Yeah, exactly. Anybody can write anything online. Yeah, it's true. But, like, I don't know. It's especially <laughs> because these people are local, so it's, I guess you never know. It's, like, hiding in the house next door. <laughs> or even in your own house. <laughs> we got to line these places up to investigate live. Yeah, we really do. I would love to go out and investigate like, as much as I like sitting here, sitting here and doing this, like you said, there's nothing like personal experiences. And that's what I want to be able to tell, is personal experiences. I mean, even if nothing, like, truly happens, just the being able to go out and the excitement of possibly running into something or something possibly happening, or, like, the history of these places, it's interesting to me. But I want to go down and check out Seven Gates just because of the story behind that. Yeah. I, I really want to find out if there's any truth behind that as you're passing through the Seven Gates. I don't think that ever made it to the podcast. I talked about it once. I don't think it ever came out. There's too many things that I really love that didn't make it into the podcast. Yeah. We'll have to go back and find them and bring them up again. Yeah. Since we finally found out how we want to do this. We've recorded so many episodes that didn't make it on because... Oh my god. What story was it that I literally... We were literally recorded it like five times. I can't remember what story it was, but I was the getting... Devil house. The Devil Yeah, The Devil House. Oh my god, we recorded that thing like five times. And I was getting real sick of saying it over and over and over. Because as cool as the place was, it was just... It was the same time I brought up, I think it was the Alba Twitch. Yeah, the Alba Twitch. I got so tired of that story, I quit telling it, and then we went to the, yeah, the festival. Yeah, we went to the festival, and it was just, it was very cool hiking and seeing the actual, um, well, the place where there was sightings and everything. And I mean, by the looks of it, what we saw, like, it's 100% possible that something is living there, but I don't know. <laughs> that yes. festival, though. That festival could be great again, it's just... It has potential, it really does. And the guy saying that that many vendors dropped out last minute? Mm. I don't know. Well, when we went down, it was supposed to rain. Yeah. And then it, it was, turns out to be sunny. sunny. It was supposed to be pretty crappy weather. 
But I mean, honestly, I think for something like that, I wouldn't even mind the rain. I would still go see it if it was had that much. I wasn't off. No, it there was. There were more death metal. They had stuff. Yeah, there was like I think there was one like named Albatwitch, but I think that's all I had to do with Albatwitch. It was terrible. <laughs> I'm not saying they were terrible for death metal because I don't listen to death metal, so I don't know what good death metal or bad death metal is. But <laughs> and we found out that you can go to the the Penhurst, right? No, Penhurst the. The Asylum of Eastern State, you know, Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia. We found out we can go there during the days, and it's not going to cost us $200 a person to go investigate it by a tour. I guess during the days you can go through it by yourself. Yeah, they're not so much guided. I mean, they are, but they aren't. I think that's what I would like to do. I mean, you know, people say most things happen at night, but when something is supposed to be that haunted, you're bound to get something during the daytime. <laughs> I don't understand why it's why everybody says at night. It's gonna happen just as much in the daytime as it would at night. It's just I don't I don't understand. I don't know. The the moon brings them out, or what if it's a cloudy night? <laughs> I don't know, but I mean you're bound to catch something during the daytime, especially. I don't know. I think everybody has to know what Eastern State Penitentiary is. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you don't, then you're not into this. <laughs> Probably shouldn't be listening to the podcast, but... We're not going to do a podcast on it, because all the ghost hunters out there... Have been there. Yeah. <laughs> Might shoot... If, when, I, when we actually go to it, we shoot some live in there, but... Oh, we're not going to do a podcast on it, because... But I got that, I, that one out here 45 minutes from us got that one up there in the mountain we got to do yet got the one up in new york 45 minutes from here to get get to there is lots of places around here there's lots of rich history around where we live and i think being a local people don't pay attention to it like right in town we have an old jailhouse that's a museum and i've never been there i think we talked about this on the last podcast but it's just crazy so how, how much local history there is and we don't even pay attention to it no we overlook it because we live here so it's just normal to us did anything actually happen in that jail i don't know i i don't even know the history on it i know nothing about it never looked it up i know nothing well i know when i was a kid over there it was wasn't a jail i don't think it was a jail lots of people don't even know what's here and then there's um the library I mean, there's nothing, as far as I know, nothing special about the library, but that's like, that's a really old, old building. And it just makes me wonder what it was before the library. And I know there's a lot of, um, history stuff in the library. I was there once in, like, second grade. <laughs> and I've always wanted to go that's back. That's because you grew up in the technology generation where everything was computerized. I know. Well, Hey, like hey now. I learned the Dewey Decimal System, and I'm pretty sure kids aren't taught that anymore in school. But like, I I am just old enough to have learned the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> that building up behind the library, when we lived when I we lived on Second Street for like I don't know a month or so, they had me convinced that building up behind the library had the Hellhounds in it. And when you go by there, I can't say for a fact, but I believe when the wind blew just right, the doors would bang. Yeah. Because there was a chain on the outside. And whenever I was walking to the library, 
the wind would blow just right and blow it. It scared a live a piss out of me. I was like, well, I could have been much more than six, seven. Well, we have a playground that's called the Third Ward Playground. And I think at one point it was a school for girls, and then it was also an insane asylum, I believe. No kidding, I didn't know that. Street, though? I think that's why it's called Ward Street. Oh, see, I didn't know that. There I used to be, yeah, it used to be a giant building, and it was a school for girls at one point. Or either a school for boys, one of those. And then it was it was an insane asylum. Did not know that. Tawanda has an insane asylum. Had an insane asylum. Now it's a playground. <laughs> now it's a insane playground. asylum, playground, same I difference. I think, anyway, don't quote me on that. We got all kinds of stuff we got lined up to do. We just got to get the time to do it. Yeah, any places specifically you would like to go? I mean, I know there's lots of places, but, like, um, like if we could up and leave right now, where would be your first choice to go? Well, Seven Gates of Hell. Yeah. Or Boone County. Or West Virginia. Yeah. Sea Squatch. <laughs> I'd really love to go to, to Seven Gates. I think a lot of it... Because it's, it's supposed to be once you get, like keep going further down the road you start seeing like worse and worse stuff and what i read on it is that at the end of the road was an insane asylum and it burned down with everybody in it so there was a whole bunch of like crazy people running around basically trying to escape the fire and a lot of them were never found again and um so what i read on it is the closer you get to the end of the road you pass the gates the more intense the feeling feeling gets and eventually you like you start seeing the um, people running around and screaming on fire and stuff like that. And they they also brought in the police and they beat people to death in the woods trying. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I, I I had to look to see if we actually brought that to a to a podcast, but that was. Yeah, that was probably one of my favorite stories. I found a lot on that. There was the house. That you didn't, you didn't read about that there was the house where you can see the lady or the guy or I can't remember. It was either the husband or the wife killed themselves in the upstairs. And when you drive, when you go by it, walk by it or something, you can still see them hanging in the upstairs window. Pennsylvania alone's got so much chaos, like so much hauntings and stuff in this, just in this state alone. So I couldn't imagine going to Branch now, going to Ohio or. Go down south. Like, yeah. you know there's so much going on down south. Yeah, there really is. Um. Oh, I just lost my train of thought. I can't remember what I was going to say. Before I came over here to record with you, I was watching Dark Alley Paranormal on Instagram. They were going live. Yeah. They had a static, one of them static electricity balls. Oh, yeah. You touch and it goes to your finger and stuff like that. They were trying that out. Yeah. yeah. They were trying that out. They were trying uh, uh, the flashlight trick in the bedroom. That's, that's kind of stuff I'd like to do, like trying this stuff. But that guy said they were, I asked them what was going on, like if they investigated all over and stuff like that. I guess they've been to... Penhurst and all that stuff. So I don't know if they're like bigger or if they just know the right people. But I'd love to be able to try to investigate stuff like that. Obviously we're going to have to get better equipment than our phones and stuff like that. Oh my god, I know, definitely. I've been pricing the 
EVP stuff. I look on Amazon every once in a while, and then I see some prices of things, and it scares me. Yeah, we got to get a lot better at this before we start sinking that much money into this stuff. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> as much as I'd love to, I just... We're not really consistent enough for live investigations yet. We gotta get there. We can't even get the time to get together to pod. It's <laughs> That's when we decided that, you know, if one person can't do it, two people can do it. We have to, or else we're never gonna get anything out there. And one of our biggest issues is consistency. Well, like I told you guys at the start of the year, it says this is gonna happen. <laughs> I didn't move back up here for nothing. I know, it seems like now that you moved back up here where we are, we record so much less. Oh, it's going to change now. Yeah. I will come over here. I'll kick you guys' ass out of bed. Please don't. <laughs> I know where you live now. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I know the code to Stacy's house. Thomas house. Well. But anyway, I'm going to kick you guys' ass out of bed, and we're going to do this. Especially when I go on swing. I'll come over here right after I get out of second shift. Hell, I'll come over here right after third shift. Come down there. Jasmine, wake up! No! I will roll over and go back to get bed. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty good there. at that. <laughs> I know. We've tried to get a hold of you a few times. What can I say? I'm good at sleep. I'm trying to find more on the school. I found pictures of the school, but I have a whole lot of history. I don't know. Maybe the playground's haunted. It's possible. I mean, it's not like it's a really big playground. It was a tiny play. The building was huge, though. There's a building. Holy oh, hell, that was on. on. Yeah, that was where playground is. I mean, I'm pretty sure some of the surrounding houses weren't there. But yeah. I never. It, it's tall, though. It, it's huge. It was a school. It was a school. It was a boarding school. No kidding. Yeah. Maybe we should look into more of the hauntings, hauntings around, around like, like local here. Maybe. The only reason I know that is because I'm on a Facebook page and somebody put a picture of it. And yeah, some lady was on there telling part of the history about it. But like you can't find anything online about it. So I think it's something you, you we'd probably have to go to like the library or something like that. Ugh, the library. <laughs> I'm going to go in that chat library and just check out the local lore and stuff around here. Yeah. Maybe we just got Sasquatch up in the mountains. We just don't know it. Possible. Possible. Who knows? Living up there on Barkley. That'd be pretty cool. Huh. Maybe that's what was watching us when we were up there. Maybe maybe it's living in the old coal mines. It's possible. Yeah. Maybe. A lot of people say there's still entrances. There is. We've, I've been up in Laquin and we've gone and a cave up there. Well, I, I, you can't get in the town no more because it's, I went up there like the gas company. There's like trucks just lined up. The road. Yeah, the last time we went up there, it's... Yeah, it's... I don't understand it. They all live in like two trailers up there and there's like 15 trucks. I have no idea, but yeah, there's like, you can't... I remember going on a field trip there when I was when I was um, in school, like really young, and you can go up there and still see so much of it. It's, they call it a ghost town, but nobody actually died there. I mean, people died there, but like they basically just moved moved out. It's 
it was a it was a logging town, so they eventually just ran out of stuff to do. <laughs> well, they call Centralia Ghost Town. I can find no recordable deaths there. Like there wasn't any. They just picked up the town and moved it, it except for what four or five houses. Yeah, people that refused to move. Uh, for people that don't know what Centralia is, it's it's, it's a, a coal mine. <laughs> It's a coal mine. It was this huge, booming, thriving town. I mean, this place was big, if you look at pictures of it. But what happened is, a sanitation worker, they had a landfill, basically, and they burned it off. Well, this one person didn't put the fire out properly, and it got into the underground coal mines, and it's been burning there since the 80s. Still burning to this day. And there's some places where you can go, you, well, you can go through it, and there's, like Justin said, there's, like, four or five houses. And once they, once the people there die, the, um, the government owns it, and they tear them down. Um, they still have one church that they still do a service at every Sunday. They have the fire hall. I think there's, like, one fire truck there. And, um, that's basically it. There's no stores or anything left. They literally picked up the town and moved because... They discovered they discovered the fire because one kid was playing in his backyard and fell through. He didn't get hurt or anything. He just fell into the ground. And um when they got him out they discovered it was still burning. The, the this one they discovered it was burning. When you go there you can still see vents and on a cold day you can still see steam coming up from the ground and of course there's cemeteries there and people think they're haunted but they're 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 just cemeteries from people that have died there. Like in when it was a town, there's no like mis- mystery to the cemeteries. There's nothing mysterious about this town, but people are so fascinated by it. Yeah, we went down there. I, f- I found out because your dad told us about it. I've been there several times. It's a cool place to go see because it is weird. Like. You can walk the streets and see foundations and stuff like this. And, I mean, of course you get, like, this weird vibe from it just because it's so empty now. And to think it was a huge town, but there's there's nothing mysterious about it. Well, apparently it ain't that bad because, what is it, three miles away they start mining again. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think the, um, the didn't start out that bad. It's spreading, though. I think they just had to move more people out a few years ago. Because it's spreading and they can't put it out. It's too dangerous to put it out. But, um. So, unfortunately, it is spreading. But literally, like, the next town over is huge again. And it's like nothing ever went happen, like, a mile down the road. I mean, they completely displaced the highway. You've probably seen pictures of it. They call it Graffiti Highway. The Dick Dick Highway. The Dick (laughs) Highway, yes. And this place is is really cool to see. We've we've been there. We've drove down it. We've walked down it. It is highly illegal to do it now because it is constantly patrolled by cops, unfortunately. But um, it is a cool place, and I'd recommend going there. I mean, you can still go there and like look at it, but you can't graffiti it anymore. And you can't do anything with it. But um, it was I can't even remember what highway it was, but it was. A legit highway and they literally just closed that one down and I mean by closed they just stuffed giant dirt piles on each end of it and made a new highway right next to it and the funny thing is is when you're driving down that highway you would never think 
that there is another highway ten feet to the side of you. Until you look, until you're going up the mountain and you see the big mounds. Yeah. You can barely, sometimes you can barely see the black top of the old highway. And it literally just, like you said, wraps around the old highway. But um, the highway itself has all these cracks in it and they say it's extremely dangerous. And I mean, I'm sure in a sense it is extremely dangerous because it is, it, you can fall through literally at any minute because it's so cracked and weak and the ground's thin. We drove a truck down it, and that probably wasn't the smartest thing, but... <laughs> oh, there was... Oh, there was... It was cool. SUVs, SUVs going, up, going and up and down it. Yeah. Four-wheelers, dirt bikes. Yeah. I, that's basically what people use Centralia for now, is driving four-wheelers around it. Like, you go there, and there's four-wheelers. You can hear them all around you. That time we went down there, that guy rented a U-Haul just to take his dirt bike up there. Yeah. Yeah. I just that's crazy. crazy. But I mean, it is it's a cool place, but it is no way a ghost town. <laughs> well, my understanding of Centralia was that is what Silent Hill was based on. It is, yeah. The, just because of like when you walk in it, you could see like the mist and everything coming up from the ground and the um, the idea for the town and like the the fog and everything was based off Centralia. Like the church on a mountain and stuff like that. That church is on a mountain in Centralia. The church is actually really cool, and it's. It, I have never ever seen another church like this one. I mean, it's built really cool, but. We we're standing on top of that one cemetery. You look over the mountain. That's what stands out. Is that you can, peak yeah, you can you can see the church from almost anywhere you stand in the town. You look up on the hill, and there's the church clear as day, almost. But yeah, it's a cool place. You can still see chimneys just standing there from where the houses moved, foundations. You can see remnants of people's driveways and fences, even. It's a cool place to go and look, but... Well, when we say they picked up the town and moved it, it's... There's just foundations. It's not like the houses fell in or anything like that. The houses are no, gone. No, they literally put the houses on trailers and moved them to the next town over, or wherever the people wanted to go. But they they moved the town. <laughs> it's that's all there is to it. They moved the town, and I mean this wasn't even that long ago. It was only in the eighties that it happened, or like late, very late seventies to eighties. I can't remember exactly when. I want to say it was early eighties. Yeah, I can't remember exactly, but fire's still there. If you feel the ground, it's a little warmer than the other ground, but that's about it. It's it's cool. It's cool, but. The first thing we seen when we got out of the vehicles and walked over there was that it was a rot, like a corpse, a skeleton of an animal. And it's just, it's weird knowing the story of Silent Hill and walking over there and seeing that animal. <laughs> it can give you the creeps, but no way people are going up there and killing people because it's it's too popular. Like, there's, you can't. What if they're crossing dimensions? We just don't see them. Ooh, maybe the fire started from another dimension and came through yeah. the hole. And <laughs> maybe a pyramid had pulled them. Maybe. And that's where, like, the ash, like, the in the movie, how it, like, rained ashes. That's They got the idea from the fire. Yeah, the whole town was supposed to perish in the fire or something like that. And and then just when you go up there, there's, no, what, the rot at the ghost town. And then there's... If you cross into the dimension, it's 
all ash and burning and yeah it's just yeah. it's it's very cool to think when you're in the town or even when you drive over it that like so many feet under you is fire it's <laughs> it's weird like if you drilled down there would be fire <laughs> directly <laughs> underneath you and you can feel the ground is warm you can see steam when it's cold enough. I mean, you can't see it, like, on an average day. But, like, if it's cold enough, you can still see steam coming off the ground. And mist. It's cool, but... It's the vent pipes. Yeah, it's not a... It's not a... You're not gonna... Horror story. No, definitely not. You're not gonna go... You can't go and investigate it. There's nothing to investigate. You can look up the history online. You can... <laughs> Well, I looked up ghost towns, and that's number one in Pennsylvania. It's not a ghost town. It's it's not even an abandoned town. It's There's nothing there that's a... Or there's a couple houses that are abandoned way back in the woods, but the town wasn't abandoned. Everything was moved out of the town. There's no town there anymore. I think there's ten residents that still live there, and once they... Nobody's allowed to move in. But once those 10 residents die off, it's completely owned by the government. Yeah, but then 10 residents aren't even, like, a neighborhood. They're sprawled out. I've only ever seen, like, two houses. So, it's... Up around the church, there's a few. Like, they're not. They're nice houses up there, too. But yeah, they are. You, they're, like... And one of them, and there's actually one of, like, the most popular pictures you can find is of, like, an old townhouse... And you can see, like, the two colors from, like, the old, old house. And there's, like, two chimneys. One's theirs, one's from the house that was connected to it that got moved. And somebody's still living there. And that's probably one of the first houses you'll come across is right down a street. But it's weird because it looks like it's it's all overgrown. I mean, there's only, like, three lawns that are mowed. There's trees everywhere, bushes. It does not look like it'd be a town. So, like, seeing this clear-as-day townhouse in the middle of basically a wooded area is strange. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you've looked at the old pictures of the town. How the town it was like. huge. I mean, they used to hold these giant parades there. I mean, this town was almost a city. I mean, it didn't have, like, the giant buildings and everything, but it was a very populated town. Well, you you, cr you go over the mountain, the, over the hill into the town, we start, I think it's 61 that goes through it. And it's just houses all the way to the other the other hill. And you go there now, and there's nothing there. Driving, yeah, driving down the next town you go to, it's like this giant hill. I mean, it's mostly mount mountainous around there. Most of Pennsylvania is. But um, it literally feels like you're driving through San Francisco because it's just house, 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 house. Gas station on the corner. House, 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 house. <laughs> And that's how Centralia was, was this just this giant town all crammed together, basically. It's just, it, it's hard to believe that there. It's, it's not paranormal, it's nothing cryptid, there's no aliens involved, but maybe the aliens started a fire, I don't know. But there's nothing ghosts there, paranormal there. But they list it as a ghost town. So, we talk about investigating, we're not investigating Centralia, because there's nothing there. You know. Definitely, I don't. I, I haven't been down there since the government has completely taken over and stopped people from going on the highway and, like, really exploring down there. I haven't been down there since, but, like, 
when I went before, it was definitely worth the drive. I mean, it's some hours away. It's only about an hour and a half from here. It seems like a lot farther, but it's not. Like when I was on the road, we drove by, we drove through it. It's funny though, because like I before I knew that was Centralia, we drove through it a few times, and I didn't even know because there's no no sign of it being a giant town. But um, it's definitely worth it, I think, to go see it, just because it's cool. The story behind it is really cool. I mean, it sucks for the town that some sanitation worker was just too lazy to finish his job and put the fire out. But there's there's no cool story behind it. There's no ghost. There's nothing. It's just it's just a town that a very unfortunate enemies. accident. That documentary that I watched, the guy did what, like a ten minute video, a ten minute documentary for a school project or something. He painted it out to be like terrifying and smoke rolling out of the ground and. At one point, at one point there was, you could see a lot of smoke, especially coming out of the vent pipes and stuff like that, but anymore you can't. There's, no. It's just, yeah. You're not going to go and find some bunch of hauntings in the cemeteries, because it's just an average cemetery. <laughs> I mean, they're giant, there's two, and they are huge cemeteries, but there's nothing mysterious about them. <laughs> They're just local cemeteries. <laughs> Alright, well, I guess we're going to wrap this up. I think I've said all I wanted to say. We talked about the Valley of the Headless Corpses. Yeah, Valley of the Headless Corpses. I thought I was saying that wrong. <laughs> um, revisited a couple things that we talked about in the past. Can't remember if some of them made it on the podcast or not, but... We're actually going to have to go back and see what made it and what didn't, because we had some good stories, but... Some of them didn't make. Yeah, I'd like to revisit some of them, definitely. But, alright, I guess we're going to wrap this up. I'm Jasmine. I'm, I'm Justin. Justin. And Tommy isn't here. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to visit us on Instagram, visit us on Instagram, nonsense underscore unveiled. Twitter's unveiled podcast. Yeah, it's Tommy, so we don't pay attention to that one. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> And Jasmine, you can still visit her on Facebook. She don't talk to you. I try. Uh, yeah, there's not much going on on Facebook because literally the only people on Facebook right now are family. But I mean, if I start getting more activity on Facebook, I will 100% start posting more and being more active. And our family's not really supportive. <laughs> not really. <laughs> We're doing this by ourselves. So come visit us on all platforms. If you have any stories that you'd like possibly told on here any experiences we'd love to hear them if you want to email us lazy alien prod at yahoo yeah because our lazy alien prod was our original <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> okie dokie okie dokie